0: Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Today is January 2nd, 2023, Andy.
1: Yes, three.
0: We're in season four, episode number eight. This is a sports edition only. Uh, We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Um, We crossed over into the new year. We're into 2023. We've got lots of sports coverage to bring you. Bowl games are wrapping up. Uh, We've got National Football League wrapping up. Baseball news, of course. Yep. Lots of... uh, Lots of things.
1: NASCAR. I got, I got pro wrestling today. I got it all.
0: We've got it all. Let's start off with an NFL. I've got a trivia question, Andy. Yes. Now we know the Minnesota Vikings did clinch the NFC North. Uh, they're going to the playoffs. They won the division. We'll see how it all shakes out. But I was going to have my trivia question say, how many times have a Minnesota has the Minnesota defense given up a 100 yard rusher all season? Well, that was kind of boring because the answer was only one. They, just, just last week they gave it up uh, against Green yeah. Bay, 100 yards rushing. So I thought I'd focus on the pass defense instead. Okay. All right. And no, this isn't comedy. This isn't a joke. But we are going to focus on the pass defense. Where do the Vikings rank, Minnesota Vikings defense rank in the NFL, all the teams, where do they rank for giving up passing first downs? First downs given up via the pass. With one game to go in the season, where are they ranked? There's 32 teams. Are we in the middle of the pack? Are we we pretty good? Are we pretty bad? Are we a set? Where do we give up our first downs? From a passing perspective, what's our rank? All right. We'll get to it. All right. At the end of the show, we'll get to it. Yes. Let's let's move on here, Andy. You've got some sports updates for us.
1: Yes, Back to our regular format. Last couple weeks, we've done stuff differently. Here we go back to – to what made us what we are today, the fastest-growing podcast in all of Western Carver County. Exactly. Girls wrestling. Elementary okay. school, high school wrestling. I want to start with this because this is, to me, the key right here. Okay. Egan Matt Clatt Open. Matt Cat Open. This is a Saturday. If you look at the schedule there, you might have to blow it up a little bit on your screen. The first-grade division. The pre KK division from eight to nine. Got it. I love it because you start him young. That's how you get them into this. They got enough girls for that. They have a pre KK. They have a first and second. They're, so if you don't know if you want like your, your little girl going into wrestling, go watch this. Follow it online. It's it's interesting. It's it's fun. I mean, boys have been doing it for years, girls have wanted to do it for years. Here you go. You know. Interesting. So there you go. there's that one. Boys basketball. Now, like we said this year, we're going to change it up when we talk high school sports because there's a, so many conferences and so many classes. We're always going to pick a conference each week and just go over their rankings and stuff going on with them. So for boys, we picked the Little Eight. Now follow this with me, Dan. Yes. How many teams do you see there in the Little Eight?
0: I see... About nine.
1: Nine teams in the little eight, yes. Those like the Big Ten in football has, what, 14, soon to be 16. So, in high school conferences, we have the little eight with nine teams for boys basketball. Ah, yes. Hillcrest Lutheran, Underwood, and Battle Lake are your top three there. Battle Lake, five and one overall. Hillcrest Lutheran, four and oh. But, you know, these are schools you might hear later on or you've heard in other sports. Uh, there's Parker's Prairie. We've heard that before. Now, usually I don't pick the same conference in both boys and girls for basketball. For girls basketball, the little eight. How many teams are there? Uh, Seven. Seven. So uh, Minnesota State High School League counts as well as the NCAA.
0: It's a boy, yeah, they got seven in the girls, nine in the boys and the conference is called the little
1: eight. Average. The law of averages, Dan. Average, Yes. Then we got Underwood at seven and two overall, four and zero in the conference. Rothsay three and one, five and three overall. There's Hillcrest Lutheran one and zero in conference, six and two overall. Some names we might hear in March—you never know. Boys hockey. We're gonna go with the Iron Range. Uh, there's only just uh, four, the four teams there, but we, we're familiar with these teams. Only we're not familiar with seeing Greenway at 0 and 1 and 2 and 6 overall. No. And Rock Ridge. Five, four, and one overall. Two Rock Ridge. They haven't been the same since they put that railroad through the town. If you recall that from Blazing Saddles, they went through Rock Ridge. Yes. <laughs> so just movie trivia history there for Yeah, Greenway at 0 and 1. That's not you know, well, you know, all you could be 0 and 1 in one conference game, I'll give you that. But the two and six overall, kind of shocking. And in the girls' hockey, we went to a different conference. We went with the Central Lakes. Alec at five and zero in the conference, five zero and one to be six five and one overall, which tells me they don't do well playing outside the conference. That's or
0: they may have had a very tough <laughs> non-conference they may have schedule too. Really yeah. beefed up their non-conference schedule.
1: Wow. And uh, Fergus Falls two and two, but uh, twelve and four overall. So they. Either did well outside conference or played a bunch of cupcakes. I'm not sure. But Fergus Falls, we keep an eye on them in the girls' tournament coming up. They might be someone to watch. Vivit State, the Beaves, we're gonna talk just hockey now with our colleges today. The boys are nine, five, and four overall, riding a three-game winning streak. Their last four before since we taught the last. Uh, there were 3 row with that loss at Lake Superior State that they've rallied off three in a row, including two wins against number 16 Minnesota State. Impressive. Mankato, we like to call them here. Then we had the Christmas break. But in between on New Year's Eve, the Beeves and the Ghosts up at the Sanford Center in Bemidji had an exhibition game. That's how you can say, that, yes, the Beavers lost this, but they still won three in a row. This was considered exhibition We'll get back to that later on why it was exhibition. Gophers, two to one on a late goal in the third. Not controversial, just late goal in the third. So, a very good game. Beebs coming up are going to Duluth, home and home. And then they'll be at Bowling Green in Ohio for return to CCHA conference. The Beeves are in the CCHA, not the Big Ten, not the other conferences. They're CCHA which puts them in first place in C-H- CCHA. If you look at the NCAA rankings, they do the top 20. The Biebs are the others receiving votes, or the RV sometimes you see after a name. So they're first team there, so they're just close to making the, the big rankings. But there you see the Biebs with 25 points tied with Michigan Tech and one point ahead of Minnesota State and two ahead of Bowling Green. So that those matches coming up with... Bowling Green are going to be very important. The girls' hockey four seventeen and one, not not the greatest. Uh, before the break, they uh, took it out of the chin against Wisconsin, and at St. Thomas, St. Thomas uh, was not very nice to the Bees when they came down. Next coming up for them in the WCHA at Duluth, then they come down. To face the Lady Gophers. And I'm sorry. Um, the Lady Gophers will be up there. I'm sorry. You go to Duluth and the Lady Gophers go up there. Uh, January 20th and 21st. Rankings at WCHA. The Gophers are first. And there's Bemidji State last. So we'll see how that goes. You got to watch out first against the last matchup. You never know. You never know. Gopher hockey. We'll transition right into the women. 14-3-2 overall, 8-0 at home, four-game winning streak. Now uh, The last couple there, before the break, they took care of St. Cloud State. Handily. Six donut and nine donut. Now the next one, they have what they call the East-West Showcase. Yes, they're going to count, but they just have other teams come in. Uh, you'll see two games a day if you go down there to Ritter to watch. The first day, you'll see New Hampshire – against St. Cloud State, and that night you'll see Merrimack against the Gophers. Next day, they switch it up. Merrimack and St. Cloud State early, and New Hampshire and Lady Gophers afterwards. It's not really a tournament. It's a showcase where you got two local teams, two East Coast teams come in. You play the the, the out-of-state area guys, or gals in this case. It's fun to watch those. Yeah, some rare
0: matchups there.
1: Yep. And, you know, it, it's good to see. Um, yeah, you're not seeing them play St. Cloud State or the other division teams you see all the time. If you're a hockey fan, you really love these events because you're seeing the schools you don't normally see. So, and they're in the afternoons. So, now these are January 7th, 6th, and 7th. So, afternoon go down. It's still, well, should be daylight out for the first game. Can't say so much for the second one, but boys' hockey, or men's, as they like to call it. 15 and 5 for the boys, 9 and 2 at home. Their last two games, you we were talking about the Bemidji, Bemidji State one, are exhibition games. Uh, back on the 29th, they did the U.S. National under 18. And then the beeves on the 31st. Now, the reason they have these exhibition games like this, if you've been following sports news, which I know you have, you've been following us on our social media pages, the US nationals, junior nationals are going out for hockey right now. There's a lot of Gopher players on that, so hence the, and I don't want to say the backup players are reserves. That sounds like a kick in the teeth, but the guys who didn't make the national team. Let's just put it that way. It is, that's who played and got a lot of time ice time on these.
0: Yeah, these are still good. These are still good games to watch. They're just yeah. not the so they have to call it an exhibition. But boy, uh, there's still some t- uh, mighty good talent there on the ice.
1: Yeah, because a lot of your players are gone for not only the U.S. national team if you're um. From Croatia or Canada, you're on that national team as well. So that is why they're considered exhibition games. Still fun to go to. Pretty sure you still paid full price, though. And then coming up afterwards, when everybody gets back home and on the teams here, there will be a home and home of St. Cloud State. So hopefully we can get back on the winning track and continue where we were for the break. Big Ten standings. Yep, here we go with our math again. Seven teams in the Big Ten. Notre Dame, who does not do Penn who does not do Big Ten on anything else except hockey. Okay. But they do the Big East for basketball and independent for football, and that, that's another show for another day. Um, Gophers got a pretty good lead, 30 points. Penn State. Still a tough team. we will watch Penn State later on in the year. Oh, there's the overall rankings. Gophers are third overall. It's Denver got twenty-nine votes. Quarterback got 10 first place votes. Gophers got 11. But the Pac-Must got a lot of second place votes. So get us for total points there. St. Cloud's fourth. So that games we got coming up in St. Cloud are not gimme games. They're going to be tough. Football coming up. Got a couple college championship games coming up. Now, the first one, yes, I'm a homer. I got the, that graphic off the NDSU page. Okay. Because the little bracket from the NCAA page was so tiny, I wanted to make sure we could all see it. But Sunday, January 8th, 1 p.m., number one against number three. South Dakota State, Jackrabbits. NDSU, Basin. Playing down in uh, Fargo South. Down in Frisco, Texas. Um this is the one thing I don't like about the bracket format: is you got two teams in the same conference playing for the championship.
0: Yes. It's
1: the only thing I don't like about it, but the uh, for football, it's so hard to regionalize them. I mean, it can happen in basketball. It's happened in the NCAA for basketball, the way it happens. But so here's the one odd time you get two from the same conference. But that should be a good game. One o'clock. We will be together at the Roxy Studios.
0: Yeah, this will be a good good matchup. Uh, same conference, like you said. South Dakota, when they played them earlier this year, beat them by two, beat the yeah. Bison. Yeah. And Bison's, you know, the other loss the Bison have uh, is to uh, Arizona. Arizona. you know, And that was only by three points. Uh, that yeah, was early think- in the season, so two losses. But, boy, very, very good. I think North Dakota State's been coming on really strong.
1: And South Dakota State's only loss was to Iowa, first game of the year okay so,
0: yeah so the only ones which are the power big big schools um power yeah. five uh, conferences so interesting but this should be a good matchup so this is one o'clock we will be tweeting and uh, providing some coverage on the facebook page yes, during yeah. this ball game
1: and then january 9th the next day monday night college football championship number one georgia against number three tcu uh tcu uh very exciting game against michigan uh Wins that, and then Georgia by was one point over Ohio State. Game a lot closer than a lot of people wanted to see.
0: Very good, and and both those semifinal games, Big Ten teams lost.
1: Yes. And then last year Georgia did beat Alabama, so Georgia's got a chance to go back to back, as I like to
0: say. Yes, and uh, I got one One game on Sunday, one game on Monday, and this is uh, this is it. This will round out the college football. Season all the bowl games wrapped up. In fact, today on January second, there's uh, the
1: couple coming up though between now and then, don't they? Some odd duck bowl games. I thought I, uh,
0: I looked and I didn't think I saw any. I think they always have the uh, you know the Senior Bowl, the East-West yeah, Shrine, yeah. Shrine, Shrine game, but I think the other ones are done. Uh, but you're right. Typically they have a couple after the new year, but uh, of the 43 games that I counted for bowl games, they yep, ended yep. this afternoon and. Um, Boy, and and, oh, the well, the Rose Bowl game. So, Penn State just got done winning, and and so the Big Ten finished five and four of their nine games five wins, four losses in bowl games.
1: And then, uh, one fact about this TCU through week preseason through week four were unranked, and now they'll be playing for a national championship.
0: Oh, that is unreal!
1: Yeah. You don't even okay. see it very rarely, even in basketball, do you see that? Because it's like in football, basketball, really, that top 10 is like an exclusive club. It's really hard to break that to get in there. If you're not in there, start of the year, it's usually they try to, they don't try to it. Just seems those same teams stay in there. That's a good stat. So they went unranked. I'm going, I'm assuming that means not even top 25, not top 20, but either way, unranked to playing for the national championship. Wow. Today, the NHL had their Winter Classic in Boston. You see their logo there? kind of looks like Fenway Park because that's where it was. Oh, yes. The Winter Classic's usually played at a baseball field. Um, last year, it was at Target Field. Coldest outdoor game ever. The uh, Red all in the Blues. This year, it was at Boston against the Penguins. Boston did win. And they're all celebrating. And usually, in these, you have your old school jersey or sweaters on. You got this and that. Big deal. They announced next year's location, Dan. Yes. The Kraken will be hosting it next year.
0: Oh, in Seattle. Yes. Wow. So on the baseball at Quest Field for yes. the Rivers.
1: They'll be hosting the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Now, I did remember seeing a game years ago. It was about 10 years ago. Maybe feels like longer, but when they started doing the outdoor games. They had one in Los Angeles.
0: Oh yes, yes, so, I remember that.
1: Kiss played in between periods of one time because you got all this room on a football field. You could set a little concert stage off to the side.
0: I remember that. Yes,
1: um, I know here we didn't do that, but they had uh, juniors playing hockey off to the side. And other things going on. You got all this room on the field. Next year, Seattle. Now, starting next week, we we'll get back into our NHL coverage. But the and have really turned it around this year. They are top three right now. They're in the playoffs. The playoffs start today. They're they're not having a sophomore slump if that's what you're wondering. About. I mean, you couldn't go really slump from last year. They stunk last year, let's say it. But they, they were an expansion won. team last year. They, and they their fan, their
0: fan base or the section fan section is the crack house, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the crack house is where they play. The crackheads are their fans.
0: The crackheads is, yeah. is the fans. Yes, the
1: crackens. So next year in Seattle. Now with that, I believe that steam has got a retractable roof. So yes. If it is cold, like it's been the last couple weeks, I wonder if they'd really shut it. Well, the difference... They keep it open because that's the whole idea, the outdoor games, so...
0: The difference in Seattle is that although it's covered, it's not enclosed. Oh, okay. The sides are open. You're still dealing with the elements, but if it's raining or snowing, you're not getting impacted. But uh, it's not enclosed, so they could have the roof open or closed, and if it's chilly which it typically is in January in Seattle. It will be cold uh, regardless. But, yeah, it's an interesting setup they've got there.
1: It's that wet cold out there, too. So that could be kind of interesting, too, how that handles.
0: Or of a dry heat. Yes. Oh, yeah. A dry
1: cold. Wet cold. WWE and fan time. I did not want to put any more pictures up than this. I'll just keep it at this for now. A couple weeks ago, and I mentioned it before on stuff, there was a – Well, the lady wrestlers in the WWE's NXT division, Mandy Rose was her name. She was their world champion. Also, now I know where they had her lose a match to drop the belt. Fan time, if you're not familiar, is kind of like an OnlyFans page that some of these ladies have, where they do not-so-lady things on
0: them.
1: Uh Um, And she did stuff that they said crossed the line. Okay, first of all, if you look at the stuff WWE puts up for pictures and what they have them wear, what line did they cross? But anyway, she did stuff to cross the line. Well, you know how men are who follow ladies wrestling. They had to see what this was. Curiosity got to them. I did not look. I am going off other reports from other podcasts. Roughly her page was 40 bucks a shot to be a, a monthly member. But if you want to instant message them or do other things, it can be up to $115 a month. Um, I don't think I'm going to hurt anyone's feelings when I say this. A lot of people who who follow the gals on Fantime or OnlyFans or everything else live in mom and dad's basement. Um, Don't have much of a social life, so they have the expendable money for this. In two weeks, on just her Fantime page, she made over a million dollars. Are you kidding me? Uh, WWE WWE let her go because of this. She's made over a million dollars in two weeks on this. I put the picture up on our Facebook page of her and the congratulations from Fan Time on it. Um, and it's a it's a you could look at the picture. It's not one of those obscure. It's safe for work picture. It's not this. Um, but a lot of her pictures on them. The OnlyFans page or the fan time are not safe for work. But like I said, she made bank. Wow. Um, one other gal, Chelsea Green, who was married to Matt Cordova, who's uh, you've seen him wrestling in Independence and all around. Used to be Zack Ryder in WWE. There's talks he wants to come back and, well, he wants to bring his wife, Chelsea Green, with. Well, funny as those talks came up, it was right after this and funny. Chelsea Green shut down her OnlyFans page. AEW star Miro, who used to wrestle, who used to wrestle in WWE, our talks, he wants to go back, but his wife CJ Perry has an OnlyFans page. And she said today that she'd be willing to close that down to go back to WWE. Ladies, Mandy Rose made a million dollars in two weeks. What's WWE paying you? Wow. So that I'm not saying is- which way to go for your business stuff, but you know what? How long is it? And Mandy Rose. Now, some people are going, is she going to still wrestle elsewhere? Why? If she's okay doing this, I'm not saying it's good or bad. If she's okay doing this, why would you risk injuring your body and, and damaging what's making you money?
0: Interesting concept. It is right. And you're always looking for new ways for revenue streams and new types of revenue, ways to make money, to earn a living, to make, uh, make a salary, uh, earn a career. And if you're making that much, do you want to, like you said, do you have to put yourself even in the ring? Yeah. Do you have a need to? No, the answer
1: is no. If your ethics are okay to do that, to make the money, go for it. Now here's the other thing on it all is there's some of the ladies who have the OnlyFans pages that are still wrestling in other associations. Does that mean that association is bad for letting them have this? That's up to them. What the people I do at work, work with, what they do at home is a, with on them. I could yeah. care less. The, but there's some people, and here's where I get to the people who live in mom and dad's basement. Yeah. There's some gals out there who, say, who have OnlyFans pages and stuff that's and come up going, but all they do is a show like, oh, here's my family at, at the resort – Nothing nudity-wise about it. Why would you still pay twenty-thirty dollars a month, forty dollars a month to follow that? I can see that on Instagram for free. Yeah. The guy who's paying that to watch you just do that. I looked it up in the dictionary. It's a stalker right after it. <laughs> it's the guy you get the restraining order on because he's at the, the fence at your house going, You liked my post, and you know, so ladies, be careful what you do too. That's interesting. NASCAR. It's coming up, Dan. February 5th, Los Angeles World Coliseum. The light Clash at the Coliseum.
0: Oh, yes. Okay.
1: They did that last year to fill the dirt and the asphalt in at yes. the Los Angeles Coliseum. February 5th already. It's less than a month away. And then the 16th is the Bluegrass Vacations, Dual 1 and 2 at Daytona. Then February 19th, the Daytona 500.
0: Oh, it's going to come up quick.
1: I'm getting misty. Okay. The Mets. All this is from Anthony DeCamo. You can see him on MLB.com. Follow him on Twitter. We got all this off the Mets page. His interview he did today. So Anthony gets full credit for this. Here we go. The elephant in the room. Carlos Correa, what's going on? So here's a little recap in case you've been like under a rock the last month he signed the 14th the giants 13 year 350 six days later they uh, uh, they got rid of the contract nope sorry no press conference the met swooped in 12 years 315 so a year less 35 million less The Mets signed it as of today early this morning on December 21st, a day later he flew to New York to undergo a physical exam. The Mets, like the Giants, were concerned over the medical reports. So what's the hang? Here we go. Now we're getting into the dirty stuff here. Uh, free agents, players typically fly in to the new home for physicals. The Mets are reportedly concerned that Correa's right ankle, which he had surgically repaired while he played in the minor leagues in 2014, Okay, so he's been on a surgically repaired ankle since 2014. Before you saw the pictures, you thought he was good enough for 13 years, 315. Okay. Although it's caused pain to him during pain to him during a slide in the second base of late September, ankle injury hasn't directly caused him to miss any time over the last eight years. You don't need to have a broken ankle. You've been playing this long. You have a bad shoulder elbow. Bumping the wall is going to hurt for a couple days. Ah, is he injured? No, according to Scott Morris, his agent. Uh, He's appeared in 89% of the games he's been part of. Uh, So what's the hang-up? And this is where this kind of answers our question last week on, well, why did he sign up to Twins and they didn't say anything? This is a 12-year commitment the Mets are signing to. If it'd been for five or six years down the line, then it's an issue. The contract with the twins was a three-year deal. I think the twins thought, A, it's a big name, and if it's an issue, we're out two years of money, not 12. So that could be where the twins were thinking on that. Um, what could be done? They gotta redo. they gotta do some legal work in the contract, basically. Things to say, hey, if you hurt yourself, we ain't still paying you. So the terms in there, of course, Korea's not going to want that in. Uh, is there presidents for this sort of thing? Sure is. Scott Boras was <clears throat> part of this both times, back in 2004. It's a four-year, forty million dollar contract with Pudge when he signed with the Tigers. In there, if you missed more than 35 days because of a back injury, see that back problems. There was buyout clauses in there. But after a certain year, the buyout was different amounts. Fourteen years later, there was a five-year deal, 110 million dollar contract with JD Martinez with the Red Sox. Or if he missed significant time due to a previous injury, they'd be covered. In neither case did the updated language affect the play. So it has happened before, both with the same agent. So are they going to try to word something in there? I would not be surprised if they haven't. They're just trying to find out what that payoff dollar value is.
0: And I think the the, the crux of the matter here is Correa wouldn't be in this predicament, or or Boras, who's, who's ever leading the charge here. I'm guessing it's Boras. Yep. Correa wanted a three-, four-, or five-year deal. He could have that with any team he wanted right now. There would be no issue. Right. Now, he – Coming into last year, wow. he wanted a big time contract, a three hundred million dollar deal for long yeah. term, and he he took the the twins deal just because that could buy him some time to raise his stock, which he which he did. He raised his stock as he thinks now he can get that, and he obviously can get it because two teams bought on it. But after looking at the stuff, they they, they now have reneged or are backing up. So the whole question once again. If he loves the game, we'd sign a deal and start playing ball. When he gets his finances come as a priority because he's got a guy like Scott Boris running the show, he wants a 10-, 12-, 13-year deal. That just is not even realistic for a shortstop or third baseman in the first place.
1: Right. He's not going to play that long. Why
0: does he want it in the first place? Why does he need to have a 13-year deal? Why does he need a 10-year deal? Why does he need an 8-year deal? He got $35 million a year for the Twins for three years. Um, I'm still a guy who says, what was the problem with that?
1: Right. I think it's figured out. He, was it 12 years, $315 million, Or three years, $35 million. He's still making about 12 to $15 million a year. I think he was just thinking San Francisco. I'm sorry. Yeah, San Francisco or New York. He's got better shot endorsements, better shot at playoff. He's going to make more money on jersey sales. He did here. But you know what? I think that's why he signed three years to the Twins to prove that the ankle's okay. Is that why Houston let him go? No, I think
0: think the ankle is okay for the short term. Yeah. Long term, yes, it's probably an issue. And that's why he's got himself into this whole predicament because now it's exposed the
1: elephant in the room. If you look at the Mets, right now the Mets ownership is set to pay $110 million in luxury tax penalty next year. That luxury tax penalty is more than the payroll of the Diamondbacks, the Nationals, the Marlins, the Guardians, the Royals, Rays, Reds, Pirates, Orioles, and A's. That's a good stat. And the sad thing is, the Guardians and Rays are playoff contenders all the time. So go figure that one in there. There's two teams that are playoff contenders that don't even have payroll of what, and so. More Major League Baseball stuff. Quietly with all the stuff going out, Korea Correa and the Mets and everybody else, look at that Rangers starting staff for 2023 who they've all picked up. They have quietly picked up some nice names on that list. Am I saying the Rangers are going to be in the World Series? No. Are they going to be a fun team to watch? Yeah. Yeah, they are. That pitching staff, if they stay healthy – We'll see,
0: um, and guess who um, gets to catch? It's Mitch Garber is mainly doing the yep. catching duties there. The yeah.
1: So now, are they in the weak division? Yes, but that's irrelevant. You still got to win games and play them because now with the schedule being more even, you don't have that great team in a weak division. You could walk away with it. So this should be exciting, but should have some good games up. We'll see how it goes. Also. If you recall, call our friend Trevor Brower here. He was suspended for 327 games uh, for domestic violence a couple years ago. He served 194 of those, and they're saying, Okay, you've been a good boy. You're released. You're okay to come back. The Dodgers said, Great. They released him because uh, the clubhouse didn't want to have to deal with him.
0: Yeah.
1: Is anyone going to take a chance on him? Is anyone going to sign up for a one year, $5 million deal for a guy who's been sitting for a year? Who is a cancer in the dugout and has domestic violent issues?
0: That's a good call.
1: Good. Um, good
0: question, I should say.
1: People change. I'm not sitting there saying well, once a jerk, always a jerk. I'm not saying that. Has he re- rehabilitated? Is he a better man? Did he find God? Whatever he's going to say, I'm not saying that's good, better, and different. Is someone going to take a chance on him? Here's some dates. Major League Baseball. Get your calendar out. Winter Baseball Classic, or World Baseball Classic, I'm sorry, March 8th through 21st. Opening day of the 30th, April 15th, Jackie Robinson Day. The Mexico C- City Series, April 29 and 30. Lou Gehrig Day, June 2nd. The London Series, June 24 and 25. The All-Star Game, the 11th of July. Little League Classic August 20th, which is a game they play at in uh, Pennsylvania there at the field.
0: Williamsport, I
1: think. Yep. Not on the same field as the Little League or same stadium. They just move over somewhere else and they all play. Uh, Roberto Clemente, September 15th. And then the season ends October 1st. More sports notes. I just got a ton of stuff, Dan. i am just go, go, go.
0: Tons. This is good, though.
1: Both of them, since we spoke last, Caitlin Clark and Monica Sazano have reached two thousand career points. So, congratulations to those two young ladies. Unreal. Same team. I mean, it 2, is tough.
0: Yeah, it is tough. Uh, you know, for one, to, for someone to do that in their career, much less Thank two.
1: And you have two on the on the squad at the same time. Now, Monica's in her last year. Caitlin's done a little faster, but that's irrelevant. That shows you got two good scorers on the court at one time right now. So, congrats to both of those gals. Pele, 82 years old, passed away this week. Um, natural causes. Pele was... Uh, I know on my Atari, I had Pele's soccer as a game. Um, he was the Michael Jordan of soccer. He was the man. Um, I looked all over. I did not find a bad word about the man. And I don't think he will. Uh, Brazil basically shut down the day of his funeral. So... <laughs> Um, I, I don't think this country is going to shut down when Michael Jordan passes. And they kind of compared Pele to Jordan, how he was you know, the GOAT, the greatest, the king, whatever. I don't know of another country that, who's got an athlete that's going to shut down when they pass away. Good, yeah, good point. Maybe Canada with Wayne Gretzky, maybe, but we'll see. Martina Bratolova came out today that she's battling both breast and throat cancer. Um, Marty, Martina is sixty-six years old, and when I started when I was in my early teens, I started following sports. Tennis was popular. And Martina was one of the first ones I watched her and Chris Everett Lloyd. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: I always liked Marty, but sorry, I was twelve years old. It was Chris Everett Lloyd. My God, who else do you think I'm going to cheer for? <laughs> you know. Um, I've always respected Martina as a player. Very smart woman. Done a lot for the sport. A lot for women in sports, tons of respect for only the best for, as Pat Royce used to call her in the day, Big Marty.
0: She's very good, very, very, yeah,
1: good. very talented, very athletic. Always kept it was except for her hairstyle, she's kept the same build forever. I don't, that's you know, kudos to her on that one. Now, the important announcement, Dan.
0: Okay, here it is.
1: I even got a drum roll for it. You okay. got your paper out? Yes. You got your calendar out? Yes. The Ham's Beer Show. There it is. February 26th, Sunday. Oh, it's Nine coming up
0: three. next month. Okay. So that's a great event to go to. I've done it twice. The
1: 25th guy. anniversary, Dan.
0: This is it. Okay. Nine to three. It's, it's 150 plus tables of vendors. And what we like, Andy, is all the sports memorabilia that's there. There's a lot I've of beer stuff, but boy, is there a lot of sports things there as well.
1: And the best thing is, Dan, there's ice cold hams, beers for sale there.
0: Yes, yes, there is.
1: So that was the big announcement. We've been, I've been pushing it. That's it. The uh, 25th like, anniversary could be. God only knows what's going to be there.
0: This is a that is a fun event, and uh, you know they got the old time commercials going on in the background. You can get any kind of uh, uh, beer sign, uh, man cave kind of things that you're looking for. Yep. You can get it at this location. It's uh, And not just
1: ham stuff, that's Schmidt, Olympia.
0: Old Michelob stuff. Otherwise, stuff, yep, yep. Anything then, that's a collectible, um, old things from Olympia
1: beer, Pabst Blue Ribbon. The neon signs. And the Hams Bear is there. We've done it two yes. years in a row with our picture of the Hams Bear.
0: We've had our photo with the Hams Bear. It's always uh, great to see him or her or it on site there at the location.
1: Yeah. It's a great Christmas card to you get your picture with the bear. Yes, a must, a must-have. So that's what I got there. That stuff. Um, like I said, prayers for Martina and the Bratolova and her health. Hope everything goes okay. Sixty-six years old only. So good luck to her on that battle. Um, baseball stuff. We'll be getting that. Talking more of that as that comes up. Uh, World Baseball Classic. Those rosters are starting to fit in. And the thing I like about the World Baseball Classic, Dan, is you get teams like, say, uh you have a shortstop who happens to have a French mother, so he's going to play for Team France. And he's your starter. Great. It gets the backup guy in your team a little more chance to play. Or vice versa, if your backup guy is a French mother and he goes to play them. He's got more time to play. It could only help them the other yeah. the other guys if you it's will it's a good
0: benefit for all um yeah it's it's interesting like you mentioned earlier with the hockey playing those exhibition games as well you yep. get to see a lot of a lot of different folks
1: hit the ice yep now fun fun NFL,
0: i've got a trivia answer
1: andy okay you were saying repeat the question for me i got an answer i think
0: nfl 32 teams some teams have very good offenses, some teams have very good defenses. The Minnesota Vikings defense for rushing is 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 serviceable. You know, it's it's okay. The pass defense has really gotten away from them. The question is who which team has given up in the all of the NFL the most first downs via the pass? They they keep these stats, they keep track of these. Uh, passing first downs versus rushing first downs. Where do the Vikings rank in the 32 teams?
1: Well, I saw a stat today the Chicago Bears lost nine games in a row for the first time ever in their yeah. 100 plus years ever. So I'm going to figure the Bears are probably 32nd. Houston's probably down in the 30s. Uh, they say defense was championships. The Vikings had a lot of close one-possession games. I'm going to sit there about in the middle of the pack, about 15, 16, 17, something like that. Well,
0: the answer, Andy, is that they're 32nd. They're, they're, they're the worst that no team has given up more passing first downs than the Minnesota Vikings.
1: And they say defense wins championships.
0: So they're 12-4, and four, very good record. Yep. The record for 11 wins come from a uh, single-possession single, single possession, um You know, single-point wins in the season. No team has won 11 of those games we have, which is good. 12-4 and record. One game left. We play the Bears, the worst team, uh, arguably the worst team in the league. So they should win that. But, boy, they're giving up the points. Uh, I mean, the yardage and the first downs. Now, the worst two teams in points against Andy are the Bears and the Vikings. They're going head-to-head this coming Sunday.
1: So 7-3 to will be the final score. (laughs)
0: So it's – 31st team in points given up versus the 32nd team in points given up. Uh, this could be a high scoring affair. I haven't seen the over under. It's in Soldier Field. There could be weather. I don't know what's going to happen. The it's Vikings. A game. A lot of it's subs. I think the Vikings are playing a lot of backup, second string guys. You they think still so, though? Should, they still but should be able
1: to beat the Bears. Because if the Vikings win and San Francisco loses, the Vikings can't take the second seed. So do you still rest guys or not?
0: Uh, from what I've heard, the Vikings decided last week they're going to rest, guys, the final week. I think regardless if they're going to be a second or third, third seed. I think they're, the starters, if they play, could be a series or two, maybe a quarter. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of backups there in Soldier Field. It's going to be cold, chilly. The Bears are not that good. But, boy, the, the first downs these teams give up, the points these teams give up is just unreal. Now, who knows how far the Vikings will go. In the postseason, some say this is the year, some say they could lose in the first round. Um, that's what makes it fun, I guess. Nobody the playoffs, for today,
1: playoffs for today, they'd be playing the Giants at home. Okay, the team we had to have a 61 yard field goal to beat.
0: Oh, yes. So, so, and, and there's a lot of parody, you don't know. Yeah, uh, Eagles lost, you know, two, two games in a row now, I think. And that's so, about their main quarterback. 49ers look tough, but they're playing with the backup quarterback. You got the Cowboys look tough. Now, here's the thing. We finished seventeen weeks of the NFL season. One week to go. We're going eighteen. This is the first year they've done the eighteen-week season with one week yep. by. They've waited to announce uh, to announce the the uh, the game times until today. It's basically the whole weekend is flex. They flex the whole yep. weekend. So there's going to be two two games on Saturday. Uh, no Monday night game this coming week.
1: Yep. The only thing that's not flex is who's playing Saturday. It's just because the stadium
0: they know who's playing Saturday. Now they've announced just this afternoon. I think it was four o'clock. There'll be, I think, eight eight games at noon, four or five games at three twenty-five, uh, and that'll be it. And then Is there's there
1: one- a Sunday night game. What's that? Is there a Sunday night
0: game? Yes, they did announce that. Detroit at Green Bay will be the Sunday night game. Both teams same record in Lambeau in the cold in January. The winner, Packers will win. They get in. Detroit has to win and hope for a Seattle Seahawks loss. I think there's some so those the Seahawks already play the afternoon, so we'll yeah. know by the time they start who's going to be in. But this will be a playoff atmosphere game in Lambeau, so that's the thing I like about this. The AFC playoff bracket will be done by 6 p.m. Um, you know, next week at this time on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday, 6 p.m. The bracket.
1: could be the four seed. They could win their division, and be the four seed.
0: Yes. So it's gonna get it's gonna get fun, but at this time of the year, it's fun. College football will be done on Monday next week. Two games, one on Sunday, and we're gonna watch one on Monday, and then pros are gonna be you know, into the uh, into the postseason. But that's all I've got for sports.
1: That's all I got, sir.
0: All right, have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you.